1: What is up, Nets fans? Jack Manuel replacing Nick Faye, who's a little bit busy tonight, but I am joined by a very special guest from Nets Republic, my girl, Sonia. Sonia, Clack City, KD, everything. How hyped are we right now? I know that you're loving life in New York right now. I appreciate you joining me on the show, but uh, where are your emotions right now, my friend?
2: Well, thank you, Jack, for having me on the show. This is super cool. I listen like every day. So (laughs) to be here is awesome. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, what a game. Um, Just that final quarter, especially, it was super exciting and great to see that defense. I think we all have been missing that defense. Uh, Claxton bodying, what, two, two, two people at one time? Like, He's he the Clax attack is the perfect nickname for him. He did incredible.
1: Look, I prefer the Clax City, but you know Clax Attack, I'll, I'll take it as a secondary nickname. But no, in all honesty, as you alluded to, that fourth quarter was just big time. Twenty-four to fourteen to hold the Atlanta Hawks team, who had thirty-six in the third period, to only fourteen points in that final, you know, that final quarter was, you know, immense. You know, the Nets were hitting clutch shots. They were getting, you know, their defense was feeding their offense. You know, Claxton playing out there. You know, he was plus nine on the night. You, know, you look at the box score, and it doesn't scream anything flashy. Four points four boards, you know, no blocks, no steals, nothing there, and two or two from the field. But the two the two dunks, or the the dunk on his own player that he got, and then the defensive possessions that he had on Trey Young, and he got blown by once or twice. But you could see that when he got the foul, and you, KD went up to him and it's like, all right, you've got to do this, because KD was guarding him as well, and he wanted that shit because I think a lot of people probably on Twitter right now are seeing the history that those two have got. I think that Trey Young went to some Kevin Durant camps, and they've, all, they've had a bit of a close mentorship. And Katie was nuzzling, you know, Trey Young. Like I want to bloody nuzzle That's Kevin here. Durant and Nicholas Claxton, but it was a lot of fun, and it was a really hot fourth quarter. But what do you think do you think it was the defense, Sonia, that was the the key to, to getting it down the stretch? Or was it shot making from Kevin Durant? What was it that fueled, I guess, the sort of back and forth win where the Nets were able to arrest momentum from the Atlanta Hawks after a you know, a pretty back and forth third quarter where it was thirty-seven to thirty-six. What allowed the Nets to gain the ascendancy?
2: I think it it was the defense in this case because Katie's Shooting is always – it's always going to help, right? And he's been consistent with that. Um, Harden played better today for sure. I mean, we had a rough start with the turnovers and just the sloppiness. But it – again, like we we always say this is a fourth-quarter team, but I do think they started to pick it up in the third. And I – love just to see like the younger players come out and show up. And I think that's really what happened in um, the last game against Houston, even though we lost, but, you know, having the, the rookies come out and Cam, you know, you could just tell he loves this game and he, he's so energetic. he is so passionate about it. And he, he puts his best out every time he plays um, Claxton, not a rookie, of course, but like, you know, has, was out for 17 games straight was struggling uh you know his first couple games back killed it tonight like he his put some respect on his name he's back right he's got he's doing it and we we struggle with defense that's been a problem and I think Harden said, said um in the post-game interview a lot of their spacing issues are still there but it's coming together it's coming like I that was the most fun I've uh, I've seen them play in a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And and you made a lot of good points. Though. I think you know, to touch on a bit of Clax is he just gives an attitude to this team. And I think James Harden also mentioned post game, him and Clax clearly have this really strong friendship because he was talking up you know the fact that he just uh, he gives us a, another dynamic on the under the, on the other on both ends of the floor that the other bigs don't give us. You know, they've got a a clear embedded relationship that's really cool to see, and it's fun with KD and Cam have sort of got that as well. So. There's just this really fun dynamic to the team and clax has got his attitude back you know we've seen i think a lot of people probably saw some screenshots of you know Clax staring down clink capella like he's a lion in the jungle i think dj put that out on i don't know if it was his timeline or the net republic timeline which was really fun and then he, he was just he got a tech i think for drawing a little bit back and forth with the refs and with a pretty soft foul i guess i'm trying young but uh, Trey, I've got a couple of those tonight, but we don't have to touch on them to to totally the be little, honest.
2: The moment he had with KD, I mean, it ended pretty quickly. Like, they laughed it off, but that little little tussle that yep. uh, Trey and KD had, um, yeah, I, I was like, oh, no, is this going to be like a moment? But I, I was, I'm was, i glad that, like, we were able to to move on from that because, yeah, we didn't, you know, we didn't need that.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think I was, I was all for it. I'm just like, all right, Trey, look, you're you're coming up, mate, but this is... Know where you stand in the in the pecking order because you know you're the guy that went to Kevin Durant's camp. You're the guy that's got his shoes. Like, yeah, you're gonna come up and you're gonna establish yourself, and you're already doing a a great thing for for the Atlanta Hawks organization. But this is Kevin freaking Durant. Like, we know who this man is, and. The defensive stretches, and I think there's one play I want to point out, Sandy. Before we get back, I guess to Cam Thomas, because I think you made a really good point on on, on touching on him. Steve Jones Jr. point, I uh, put it out on his timeline, so go check it out if you haven't yet. So, and I, I quote, tweeted it too. But there was a two way play where the Nets looked like uh, the Hawks, so it looked like they had an open transition you know, layup. It was Trey Young, and then KD just times the block, or I'm not sure if it was a total block or if it was just Trey Young missing a little bit, but the timing of KD to get back in transition on defense and then get back and hit the mid-range pull-up from like the free throw line, the energy that he must have expended on both of those plays, he was playing with a purpose in that fourth quarter. And it just shows you that this man is big time on both ends of the floor. And so I want to ask you, I guess, a question that I've asked Nick before. Do you think KD is getting enough credit for the defensive chops that he has shown this season and in general since returning from the Achilles injury?
2: No, but not in like a, I don't think in a way where it's to put him down. I don't, I just think we're so focused on all the great stuff he does all the time, but you're right. I, I forget who said it today, but but someone tweeted, like he needs to be, uh, we we keep chanting MVP, but like he can be considered for defensive player of the year. Like he he's killing it on defense. Um, So I I think when you say he's not getting the credit he deserves, I, I agree, but I think it's all because we're, we're focused on all the other amazing things he does uh during the game and we're looking for you know for for defense from a couple other players but absolutely I agree with you that was that layup moment with it was with tlc too, right where yeah. TLC tried to de- <laughs> Oh TLC um it was it was beautiful he it was just it was a You know, it's Kevin Durant. What else can we say?
1: Kevin Durant is an adjective, a verb. He's all things in the English language and all other languages that have ever been created. He's truly (laughs) – he's incredible. I I, I can't – honestly, I can't think of any more superlatives to describe him. I need to – I think I literally need to just consult the dictionary and maybe start going into some international languages and might have to start working up on some of my Italian or something to start learning some things about how to say greatness in, in Italian about Kevin Rand because it, his game tonight, and, and I guess we'll touch on it now because uh, another truly incredible performance, an MVP, best player in the league, whatever you want to call it. 31 points from him, sad six assists, five boards, had a still three blocks, 12 of 22 from the field, one of four from three, six of seven from the free throw line. What more can we say about this this man Sonia, and what was it that stuck out to you I guess tonight we we've spoken a bit about the defense, but you know he was hitting shot after shot after shot, and you know what was it about other than the the defense which we touched on which we've touched on sorry uh, what stuck out to you about this kD performance that made it i guess separate from others great ones that he's had you know probably in the other you know twenty five games that we've played this season well, I wonder if you
2: know having having a break uh during the Houston game maybe was definitely good for him because uh, not to say he, I I don't think he, you know, he would have been tired or anything, but the energy he had here was phenomenal. You know, he, he, I don't how many minutes did he play it? He ended up playing 38 minutes. And then was it the first 12 minutes, 12 points in the first 12 minutes. That's, I mean, you, (laughs) like you said, it's hard to like explain um, that, but that's just, that was incredible. When I saw that, it's like, I think um, and Eagle on Yes Network was like he he's on track to to make forty like do forty eight points uh, if he keeps going at this rate like it was um yeah it was a, he started great it was a great start and it was a great end so I think he just kept it going throughout while you know keeping his energy up he's unstoppable in in some regard it's like he cannot be stopped he even when he looks like me, he might be getting tired he still kills it um yeah Kevin Durant man we are so lucky he is Kevin Durant is a Brooklyn net.
1: Kevin Durant is a Brooklyn net. Kevin Durant indeed. It, it, I think one thing that I'm really loving about KD this season, compared to just different iterations of himself. And you know, he said this, you know, in different interviews here and there, but they just uh, there's a confidence and a comfort with what he's doing right now. And the leadership that he's displaying, I know a lot of people have sort of said about in the past, it's just like, well, he's behind Steph Curry and Muscle Westbrook's the more vocal leader and all these sort of iterations of where he's been at different organizations. But right now, you see what we, when we talked about Kevin Arant sort of coaching up clacks. You see, you know, the relationship that he has with Cam Thomas, who was immense tonight. And, you know, the Cam Thomas is waving off Kevin Durant, you know, from three and taking buckets like he is Kevin Durant himself. So I think the leadership is something that's sticking out to me uh, quite a bit in terms of what he's been doing of late and the mentality. He just seems to have a bit of an edge to him, whereas KD in different instances has just been a bit more low key. And I think that part of it is that the Nets need to have that little bit of an energy, a bit of a spark every now and then to jolt them into action. And, and Katie's been a big part
2: of that. I think he that that absolutely nails it because he does bounce his like he bounce the energy from the other players. It bounces off of him and it just contributes to everything. There's a um, quote that just, that he said in the post game um, about Cam, I like that he wants the ball and wants the moment to relieve pressure off me and James. I love playing with Cam and being around him every single day. It's good to be around that energy. Like Kevin Durant is saying that about you, like you're, and you're a rookie, like that, that is exactly that leadership that you're talking about. Like you could see it throughout the games, the way that he, you know, talks to clacks. It's, it's, it's really phenomenal to see that from him. And I don't think we haven't really like seen that from him when he played Um, with the Warriors and okay you know I think he like is the leader of this team and that's why it's just on full display you know I'm not saying he didn't have those leadership qualities before but he just is the glue that puts all this together and he does a great job at it
1: yeah it's the the team is being molded in his image and it's not to say that you know James Harden isn't a leader either it's just that James Harden works better in, in different circumstances and he's sort of doing his thing right now. And you, you just sort of see, you know, Cam is a guy that, you know, a KD sort of disciple with the sort of low-key mentality. You know, we all know the, the the Cam Thomas meme that's been going around, you know, quite a bit. But, you know, I'm going to need you to keep me updated, Sonny, if there's any quotes on the the one-on-one points and where they're at. I know it was like 15-5, you know, in, in Kevin Durant's way uh, as of this point but after tonight i don't know maybe cam's gonna be juiced up and and hitting them in the practices you know leading up to the next few games but let's get to him let's get to killer cam cam thomas 11 points plus 16 led the team in that department four of nine from the field including three or four from three really broke out from the perimeter tonight had six boards had a dime as well killer cam sonya what can you say about him
2: and this was, um, I, I didn't actually notice this. This is uh, Colin Brady on Twitter said that this was his first time closing a game. And none of us noticed because we were so fixated on clacks. On but um, not to say that Cam didn't also do, uh, you know, do the work in the the last quarter. Um, you know, we, Cam was impressive from the start uh, in the preseason. We all had h- such high hopes for him. And I think there was a little period of time where, where you know, he was getting, Uh, some criticism for, but just, he just, he just got there. You know, I think we expected so much from him. And that's why uh, to see him kind of struggle and get in finding his own place in the team, um, you know, as any rookie would, uh, and he's overcome that. He's overcoming that every game that we see him just play harder, play better. The mentorship that he's getting from Harden and KD is showing off. Like it's, it's clearly on display when he plays. Um, Tonight, I felt like he, You know, what was his – did you have his um, box score up, you said? he.
1: Yeah, just to reiterate, 11 points, six rebounds, one assist, three of four from three, and four of nine from the field. So, just a a breakout game from the young rook.
2: And not too bad on defense either, right? Yeah.
1: No, I I just think that you sort of mentioned that. I think that he's just – The ability for a rookie that has had everything, he's been the heliocentric version of an offense at LSU. And to... Chav adjust himself to fit into the Brooklyn Nets team while still providing his level of, you know, elite skills, which is, you know, shot creation, you know, in, in all forms of the game, whether that's a float or whether that's a, a pull-up two or, a you know, his catch-and-shoot game looked was, was incredible tonight. And I think that one thing that I've noticed about some of his three-point shots is that I'm, I'm always confident that it's going in. But I think now he's starting to see the ball go in the basket like he did tonight. I don't think he's going to use his legs as much because I could see on that first corner three um, from memory, I think it was a James Harden kick out, and he, he bounces quite high you know, on, on some of his shots, and he's just a unique athlete in, in that respect as well. But on the other ones, they looked a little more fluid, and you could see the ball was just... It splashed a little bit more. So I think the shot just looked a a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more in rhythm. And the fact that he's doing this, you know, I harp out to Kevin O'Connor, whose opinion I respect quite a bit of the ringer. He sort of said that Cam Thomas is going to be in the best situation because he's going to have to earn his keep, you know, on the defensive end. He's going to have to do little gritty things to round out his game. And to have six boards for a guy who's like 6'3", 6'4", a guard size, was incredible. I think that it goes under the radar how much the the Nets do really – emphasize that sort of team rebounding so the fact that he's was closing above patty mills which i think was the correct decision from steve nash
2: just gonna say that same thing about patty i mean we we want patty to fill in for joe but cam is also doing a good job of filling in for joe i think steve said that um in his post game interview like we we need another shooter and and cam has stepped up and done that
1: the the nets did all the shooting that they can get because i think i saw in the espn broadcast i think might have been cash ransom or someone put out the screenshot that the nets have were first in three-point shooting with joe harris you know in the lineup you know before his injury and have been 29th since i think they're at about 31 percent so obviously the nets are missing that spacing but we got cam thomas and hopefully patty finds his groove again because he's been one of the league leaders in that department as well but it's, uh, it was an amazing performance from Cam Thomas. I think one that he won't soon forget and, and one we won't soon forget either. But let's get to James Harden, Sonia. I want to ask you about you know, 20 points, 8 of 17 from the field, all five from three, four or four from the free throw line, 11 assists, five, uh, five rebounds, six turnovers. How would you summarize this performance from the big?
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
2: From the beginning, I think it was what with the, with the, you know. Not a completely like, slow start, but you know the turnovers, the losing the ball, um, some some of the stuff we saw in the Houston game, right? Uh, which I was like, oh, is this going to be like a do-over of that? Um, but he picked it up. He he definitely picked it up, and and he's so self-aware of the shots that he should be making that he's not making the things that he's doing. Like he, you know, we he gets. A lot of uh criticism too for the way that he's been playing lately called lazy saying that he's not in shape but I think he is focused on the game and it does show that he is concentrating on what he needs to do what he needs to do to be better each time um so I thought it was like a slow start for him I missed a little bit of the second quarter so you can comment on that but I think uh you know I think he, James Harden is stepping up we saw we saw a better performance uh from him tonight
1: yeah, I, I really liked, the uh, obviously the 11 assists. It seems to me that he has the understanding of where all his teammates are, and you know he knows you know the the tendencies of Lamarcus Aldridge where he's going to be. Obviously KD, him and um, and Benbury on the card, and Bruce Brown. Obviously last season, you know what they, what they're doing there. I think also what was most promising and, and the main takeaway that I took was. You know, he had a big clutch bucket where he drove to the basket. And it was sort of vintage James Harden in a lot of respects. And he didn't really get the call. You know, he wasn't getting many of those calls, despite the fact that, you know, his counterpart in the backcourt Um, Trey Young was getting a lot of those really ticky-tacky bullshit calls that we're not fans of. And Steve Nash wasn't a fan of last year either, but he just continued to be relentless and aggressive in getting to the line. And I think that's one thing, you know, I've said in previous iterations of the buzz, where it's just like, damn, I wish it would just all come together for him. But I think that going from inside and out, you know, I think that's the the best way to go about it. And he looked like, you know, a, a lot smoother on those finishes, really strong, not necessarily, you know, Totally, you know, quick twitch bursty with, with some of those drives, but he was able to get by Kevin Hurd. He was able to get by some of those defenders. Um, and I'm, I just think that there was, like you said, some some good signs there and hopefully takes that momentum going forward. And, you know, he's such an important and integral part to the team. Uh, he's going to probably lead the league in assists and, and such, but... LaMarcus well, and is, is someone I want to touch on as well. Obviously, we'll get to the rest of the rotation players, but he started, continued to start. 7-10 from the field, 1-1 one on one from the free-throw line, had three, only three rebounds. Did have to assist three steals and three blocks, though, uh, to go with his 15 points. The decision to go with Clax instead... A couple of points on it. One, how do you how, how would you have graded you know Lamarcus Aldridge's performance tonight? And did Steve Nash wait a little bit too late to insert Claxton? Because it seemed like Nets Twitter was erupting, where it's just like it's the perfect matchup. You you got and we immediately saw in the 17 minutes that Clax was out there. You know the, the the pick and roll with John Collins and or Clint lapella was just thwarted by the ability to switch everything when you had James Johnson and Claxton in the front court. I guess Steve Nash's decision to wait. for however long that he did, and two, I guess, LaMarcus Aldridge performances.
2: You know, I think in the first half, um, L.A. was, he was scoring, right? He was scoring the ball, and he was also doing a pretty great job defensively, and that's, you know, as a starter, and, and, like, it was important, I think, for him to be there. But I also get that, like, you know, Nets fans on Twitter, like, wanting Claxton to start and waiting to see when, you know, he's going to make that lineup. And uh, because he's, especially after this game, very much shown that he's capable. So, you know, I don't know about, um, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying it was like a, a mediocre game for, for him, but I think that, you know, Aldridge, he plays his part. And, in in the beginning, like I, you know, his, I think his shooting was necessary. He was there for us defensively. And, Oh, but I, does, I don't think that means that he needs to be in the starting lineup every time. Um, and I hope that we do get to see Claxton take that spot instead of being, you know, put in, like, coming off the bench.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I'm sort of getting deja vu about Claxton coming back from his shoulder injury last year and the way that he was sort of managed in his... Whether it's load management or his, his you know, his minutes and, and that's sort of thing. Where it's just like, all right, he's getting the the high teens, he's getting the low teens, and and he, you know, he's being thrown out there in the most crucial parts of the game. And his conditioning is looking really good. He's looking spry. He's getting up for offensive boards. You know, he's being aggressive. He's rolling hard. He's he's wanting to lay those screens. It's, it's it's fascinating because, like, I think Clax is clearly our most impactful big right now. You know, we can clearly see that in when you see closing stretches of the game. He's got great chemistry, you know, with James Harden as a love threat. But LaMarcus Aldridge just provides much needed offense because the Nets haven't been a, a dominant offensive team. They've been a very good offensive team, and LaMarcus Aldridge has been a part of that identity. So it's about, you know, the balance that Steve Nash is going to find. I think that I don't really mind, you know, uh, LA starting. Um, I, I just think that maybe the the... The lessening of the minutes, and, and 23 tonight, I think is pretty reasonable because you give you know Paul Millsap eight minutes here, and you give 17 minutes to to Clax. There's your 48 for your center rotation. But I think there's going to come a point in time where, if it's not already that we need to see Clax getting into you know the 20 20 plus 25 minutes sort of range. You know once his conditioning is there, I think that they're very wary of that. We know a lot of people that have sort of spoken about you know him coming back from the mono, losing quite a bit of weight. So I think that. Use him as a, like a, a weapon, as sort of like a, an ace up the sleeve to go. All right, well, we'll just throw Nicholas Claxton out there, and he's going to switch on to Luka Doncic and Trey Young and Damian Lillard whenever we the heck we want to. It's a a pretty handy one to have, but it's certainly something to to keep an eye on. But uh, Sonny, who do you think we we should touch on next in terms of the guys in the rotation? Is it Bruce Brown? Is it James Johnson? Is it Bembry? Is it is it my guy, Paddy? Who do you think we should jump into?
2: Um. Let's go into I mean, I, I feel like James Johnson has been pretty great lately <laughs> for us Um, doing doing his job defensively. But also, you know, I I feel like um he's just coming out now and we're starting to see more of him. Um, You know, I, I don't know how many minutes he's been getting, but I feel like whenever he you know, when we put him in, uh, he does that job effectively. He he makes his own scores points, Um, you know. Ben Benbury a guy again another one who's you know great with defense so I don't know what do you what do you think yeah
1: uh, look I'll, I'm still just enjoying what James Johnson does because he just knows his limitations as an offensive player and two or seven from the field tonight a, a couple of short laps here and there uh, which is a little bit frustrating but he did have eight boards you know he's continuing to rebound the ball at a really high rate and sort of lessen the burden on some of the other players there he also has three steals and three assists you know he's I really said sort of, a lot of people are making this comparison. So I guess we probably should as well as sort of like a, a dream on green light. I see it as a little bit of a lazy comparison. I'm not a big comparison guy unless when it comes to, to rookies uh, and I've done it well, I guess with Cam Thomas. So maybe I'm, you know, uh, i a, a bit of a hypocrite here, but I just think James Johnson, he's, also, you know, eases the the load off of, off of James Harden with the sort of ball handling that he can provide. You know, he just knows to the way to and, and when to make cuts. He's he's got that sort of veteran savvy, incredibly strong. Uh, my brother was pointing out, um, not the greatest side Burns that he's ever seen in the world, but hey, I'm a big fan of him. You know, we don't have to miss the Burns that shit. We can we can keep him uh, for as long as that he keeps playing. He's been an important part of the Nets defense, and uh, especially in closing points where it's you know it's him, it's KD. And uh, it's clacks in that front court—that's a—that's a pretty tough front court to get past.
2: Yeah, and so I'm curious. Do you think James Johnson is at the level where he should be starting? I'm seeing some interesting takes on Twitter right now, and just uh, you know, a lot of comparing him to Draymond, which we, you know, as you just mentioned. But wondering what you think about that. Do you think?
1: No, I've always sort of thought, Sonia, that like it's about closing. If I'm an NBA player, yes, the status, and I think LA was sort of saying, like you know, adjusting to being a guy coming off the bench was interesting for him. I ultimately think that James Johnson knows, you know, his role, and he's relishing that and being really impactful in it. I don't think that he needs to start because I think that uh, might have been two or three episodes ago when I was on. That the Nets starting five have, you know, an incredible offensive and defensive rating. It's like a, I think it's about 125 offensive rating, and, and I think something like an, a 17 or 18 net rating. So don't mess with sort of what's what's working. I think that there might make, need to be, you know, timing of rotation changes, which I think could affect the game a little bit more. Sort of like we were touching on in terms of bring Klax in a little bit earlier, maybe throw Cam in here and there. Bruce Brown, I thought, you know, showed some uh, positive glimpses, um, and I think that those sort of changes were done in in a in a light fashion tonight, not in, you know, in sort of going, all right, we know Clax is going to give us something, let's give him the 20, 25 minutes, um, rather than sort of, you know, going through the motions uh, with LA. You know, he's going to hit his mid ranges, but uh, and it's the same as sort of James Johnson. You know, he's going to rebound the ball well. So it's going to be, I think that's something that Steve Nash coaching staff need to sort of work through in terms of how they sort of figure that out. Because I think that there's sometimes where Steve or Stephen sometimes would have called him if we did, probably didn't win this game, can be a bit rigid. So I think that there's needs to be an element of flexibility where it's just like, okay, let's take a step, take back, a step here. back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you want to
2: talk about your boy, Paddy Mills?
1: My boy, Paddy Mills. Look, he, he wasn't amazing tonight, but I, I think that... Patty is, he, I think, he what he is as a player in general. And, and funny enough, I'm wearing a Paddy Mills t-shirt as we speak. Uh, four, of 11, four of 11 from the field for him tonight. One of six from three. Two of two from the free throw line. I uh, did have a steal and a block. You know, he blocked a Kevin Hurter jumper, which was awesome. And then he had that, basically, it's almost like a signature move for him now where he might do maybe like turn over the ball or miss a shot. But a, a, a defender is longing to sleep and he's just like, all right, I'm gonna steal this ball and lay up, you know, and you're just not gonna see me coming. He did it to Bradley Beal. Can't remember the player who did it to tonight, but it was just like Patton and Patty. So I think that that's the good thing that I think a lot of people will just be looking at where it's just like, okay, is Patty hitting his threes. We'll know that he, and and, and do, they, do they think he's effective? I think some people might look at that and go, okay, Patty had a bad game. Look, it wasn't his best game. I don't think he's been great of late. And, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, Joe come back and, and maybe the spacing ease up and, and some lineups with him and Cam out there and just greater spacing in general because when it's basically just him and KD and you've got maybe like LA or Bembry or Bruce or whatever, you know, Paddy Mills by nature isn't a marksman. He's a, he's sort of a a flamethrower thrower can get hot, but he's also, you know, a little bit streaky by nature. He doesn't necessarily have the level of total consistency. He's going to take shots. He's going to just hit them. But sometimes the the rhythm might not totally be there. So, wasn't the best game in the world from Paddy tonight? Not the worst game in the world. And look, I'm I'm trying to be objective, Sunny. I'm not sure if I'm doing the best job.
2: <laughs> I think um you know I agree with you. It wasn't there was not much. There wasn't really any many memorable moments. Um, there was when he uh what was it when he did uh, he stole from uh, Capella. That was pretty cool. Uh, he did you know he did his. I think it was seeing him miss a lot of those threes was just every each time I was like, like, you know, a little devastating. Um, But like you said, you know, we can't we can't also expect like every game for him to just be that, you know, all the shooting depend on him. So that's why I think it's great that we started uh, to see that, you know, Nash is thinking more about the other players like Cam Thomas that we need to, to, to be our shooters and not just make Patty that main like that's a lot of pressure for one person to, to make threes, um, and I just I hope that you know now that we saw more from Cam that he'll be getting not just to say that he's gonna you know take away minutes from Patty, but like I hope to see him get more minutes while Joe is still out.
1: No, definitely. I think that it's a balancing factor there. And I think that you're you're pointing that one out, I think, is a really salient point. It it surprised me that it's taken us this long to to get to our boy Bruce Brownstone here. But he was awesome tonight, I thought. 20 minutes for him tonight, 6-9 from the field, including hitting a really nice blue ball that looked quite smooth. Also hit both of his three throws. Had five boards, four of them offensive boards. Had an assist, had a steal, uh, was plus six with, to go with the fifteen points. Uh, had some pretty big defensive possessions on Trey Young as well. What did you think of Bruce tonight?
2: Bruce is fun to watch. He just he's fun to watch. He's I feel like you know maybe there wasn't I didn't really pay much attention to any of his performances in the beginning of the season, but in the past couple games especially, it seems like you know he's do, he's doing his part and he's putting in his time and, and making most effective use out of it. What was it? Uh, he's got what, like 10 points off the bench and it was during that period where we we really needed him, right? He, so he comes through and when, whenever the timing is right and he shows up. And I think, you know, his his place in this team makes more sense as, you know, we see that when he, like his performance is improving and we just see where he comes in and like makes the situation, he enhances the situation and makes it better. And I think, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy watching him play.
1: No, he's uh, he's a joy to watch, and it's it's interesting. It, it's uh, look, I might be wrong in saying this, but off the top of my head, it seems to me that it's either Bembry or Brown that that, that plays well. It's never both of them, and I think that it's a luxury to have them both, but. To have them both playing at, a, at an elite level, there's probably times in you know the 26 games that we've seen both of them provide a level of competency. But obviously Bruce has been out and Bebry has been fighting for rotation minutes earlier in the season. But uh, he was awesome tonight, and I thought that you know like I said, you know he's some of his defense will trade Young. I think got to be a little bit unlucky because it was we got those sort of lean back fouls where you know Bruce is like in his area, but at the same time those weren't being called at the start of the year. But James Harden's not getting the calls that weren't being called, so. That's a discussion for another day. I don't want to get too angry uh, on my afternoon Saturday. I've got plenty of the day left, so I want to keep the good vibes going in saying that. But a couple of – did you want to touch on anyone else, Sunny, before I guess I might touch on maybe like a few statistical points that sort of – I sort of saw. Was there anything from Bembry or Millsap or or Javon Carter that sort of stuck out to you, or should we move on to to some of the, I guess, the key stats? You
2: know, Javon Carter, there's really nothing to mention there. But – Millsap was disappointing and so yeah, nothing really to mention there um unfortunately but yeah what can you say like they it wasn't it wasn't their game (laughs) what they just you know I don't even remember him playing any minutes (laughs) but
1: yeah and I won't add anything to that I want to keep the good vibes going so I want to point out a, a few things that were I guess Look, we we saw that free throw discrepancy at, at the early point of the game, and the Nets were really hunting the paint. Sixty six point they had in the paint to, to the Hawks' fifty. I only got to the line sixteen times compared to the Hawks' you know twenty four. But I think it, there was some at some ridiculous point of the game where they were in like single digits, and the Hawks were just getting all of the whistle. And I was just like, the Nets are getting into the paint. By virtue of where they're getting their shots, which I thought was a a really nice, uh, I just love the aggression and I love the mentality from them. I was surprised that they weren't getting a, a clean whistle, and maybe it's the the hometown crowd or whatever. But did that shock you at all as well?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm I guess like when it comes to, are we talking about like. For example, like some of the, the foul calls that we think should have been made and and weren't, like on on Durant, and I think there was like a couple on Harden. Like, yeah, I, it's frustrating, especially like I'm still confused by these the new rules because I I'm, I feel like I can't really seem to understand when 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 like we're you know actually following them and not. It seems subjective in some sense, so that's really frustrating. And I could you can tell that the players get frustrated with that as well. Um, but you know. I think the good thing is that we we don't always even without those calls right like there were a couple there was um I don't remember who it was but we almost had an and one and it was just like you know when
1: Katie was was it the one where Katie was falling to the floor and had like this really wild finish yeah
2: it's like what like is that like you know you're not gonna call that so we have those we tend to have those moments and I don't know if it's I hate to be the person to say like, well, the ref, you know, I'm not, (laughs) that's a lot of uh, what what gets blamed, but um, yeah, you know, I, I, it's disappointing to see when when that happens so clearly and, and, you know, you're like, well, that should have been called.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're not a podcast that generally goes after the refs quite consistently, but what you crave on any sense of the word, whether it's your coaches, whether it's your players, whether it's whoever, it's a level of consistency where it's an understanding where it's just like, why is there a text for Klax there? Why is there not calls for KD there? I've said this time and time again, and I'll continue to reiterate it. If, I, I think the with the one exception... Where Katie was complaining about the shove that he gave to TLC, I'm like, all right, Katie, you can't push someone, and that, that's just a fat my guy. And he got away with it, I think, in, in the previous game. But in general, when there's you know hit arms or you know your contact on drives to the basket, which I think Katie's been doing a really good job of of late. I think that his purpose in, in getting to the basket has been something that James Harden can learn a bit from. But I think you, like both of them just don't aren't getting those calls, and it's it's certainly frustrating. But I think in general the shot profile for the team you know was is is a different one because they they were 46 of 93 from the field and only 6 of 23 from three so that means they were 40 of 70 from you know all other shots, which is over 50 57%, which is wild to think, but it's mm-hmm. also not wild when you've got Lamarcus Aldridge, Kevin Durant, James Harden, you know Cam Thomas, these sort of guys that are just you know mid-range maestros. I'm obviously discounting James Harden, um, but insane that it was just a, a weird way to win this game. But it just mm-hmm. seemed to me that the Nets were just doing anything that they could to put the ball in the basket.
2: Yeah, I think, like I said earlier, this was one of the more fun games, more celebratory wins, right? We don't, we, we don't have to. Call. How many times have we said a win is win, but it's an ugly win? Like how many times, you know, have we had to say that? Um, it, this was, this was a great game. It was, it, I feel like they showed up, um, they put their heart into it, we we got a great result, and yeah, that final quarter was, was just, it was great basketball to watch.
1: Epic, absolutely epic. And before we do switch off this one. The Nets obviously had their turnover issues. You touched on that a little bit, Sonia, but they did actually, you know, in the end, only have 14, whereas the Hawks had 15. So the Nets were able to clean it up a little bit in the second half and, you know, especially, you know, outscoring the Hawks in the second half, 61 to 50. I think that that's probably the case that you sort of think of, you know, just the the scores. It's as simple as that. But anything else you wanted to touch on, Sonia?
2: No, Jack, thank you so much for having me. Uh, This was really fun.
1: Absolute pleasure, my friend. Make sure you check out Nets Public. Sonya's doing a heap of great work there, and Natural Public is booming right now. And make sure you subscribe to the Brooklyn Buzz and give us five stars. All the fun things on all streaming platforms. And check out T Public. You might have some fire stuff dropping soon ahead of our 500th episode of the Buzz. Shout out to Nets World. Let's go Nets!